DJ and PK is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Time now to talk a little jazz basketball with the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. Bowler's weekly interview presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. Bowler, good morning. DJ, PK, how are you? Good. You know, I hear I hear you're having early lunch or brunch. What's going on? Uh, it's a taste of the masters. Bob Casper ah. and Brian Taylor. If you are, if you're a um, uh, ticket holder, a patron, or if you're a media person, basically you're on file with the masters, right? Because you can't go there and they have all the food and everybody looks forward to that. You can now order it online if you're in that group of people. And so they I just brought think. in the pimento and the egg salad and yeah. So there you go. That's so I'm nice. not I'm not eating till uh, five or six o'clock tonight. That's for sure. Holy cow! <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm good to go here for a while. And in a perfect timing, in the last break, I just had a read for NJ Diet. I heard, I heard. You got your shot in. I saw. Gotcha. Yeah, well, wow. DJ's stuffing his face. There's fourteen. Nope, 1,500, 1,600 calories. Have another okay. chip. Truth be told, during yep. the break, mm-hmm. I had just finished some pancakes, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> nice. Bowler, have you had anything to eat yet? You know what? I have my morning staple of English muffin, and sometimes I throw an egg on it. You know? That's kind of an English muffin. I don't know why I'm hooked on those right now. Heard of breakfast at Wimbledon? I think breakfast with Bowler. There's a little off-season <laughs> opportunity for you financially, Bowler, right there. Yeah, there you go. All right, so uh, PK always loves it when we get scriptural on the show. 40 days and 40 nights, Bowler. That's what you've got to the NBA opener. 40 days and 40 nights. Well, uh, it's hard to believe, man. It's it's such a – it hasn't hit us yet, but it's going to be a really quick turnaround uh, once the draft hits next week. And then, obviously, free agency is going to be a storm. I really – I think it's just going to be just – what do you do? I mean, it's going to have to be fast and furious. I'm excited to see where it goes. Camp on the first. Come on. It's hard to believe. Hard to believe. Yeah, I'm a fired up for the draft. What's that uh, coming up on Tuesday, right? Seventeenth. Uh, that's a day. That's a day. Oh, uh, see, I've got it. The Wednesday. I think it's the eighteenth. Oh, Wednesday, eighteenth. Okay. Yeah. Wednesday. All right. So I got to wait a day. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for that because, you know, as I look at and and we're going into somewhat of uncharted territory regarding the finances of the league because you know, life is not normal as we know it. But to me, as I see it, because of this unknown and how you have to pay guys when they come up, and we know Gobert's coming up for the Supermax, and then Donovan Mitchell is going to get every penny that he has earned the right to get and all that. So you're paying out huge money. So the point being, you've got to find rotation guys in the draft because you can't just pay the max to everybody. And so rotation guys obviously can be younger guys who aren't going to command as much because of the structure. So I'm looking at this draft for the Jazz, pretty much every team really when you think about it, but we focus here on the Jazz, as being super crucial crucial because they got to get some young guys that they can count on to be in their rotation. DK, uh, it's it's what the Jazz have always hung their hat on, as you know, is development. And at 23, not sure what you get in this year's draft, but you want a player that at least fits the need, right? Which is wing, uh, shooter, defender. I mean, it's the whole combo package. It's you know, the perfect size at 6'5 or 6'6 with the wingspan and a defender uh, and also a guy who can uh, help you off the bench with with scoring as well. So, yeah, uh, it's, I think every team wants that type of prototype player that fits, quote, their system. 
and this year is no different. You know, what what do the Jazz have on the bench that they can hang their hat on and feel comfortable with? I mean, are they still going to put, you know, take a hard look at Mieoni, uh, Rajon Tucker, uh, you know, what, what the future of uh, George Niang? And then, of course, as you mentioned, the cash that's going to have to be spent to keep Jordan Clarkson um, and others. So, yeah, every, every time you have a draft, you got to make good decisions that, that's going to help your team and hopefully, you know, develop into somebody that can give you, you know, nine, ten minutes a night and be productive and maybe grow into a, a, an actual, you know, consistent rotation player. So I've been trying to figure out where I sit on the draft. What is the, um, what is the right uh, expression, right? Because uh, PK makes a point that a lot of people have made, and it's spot on. You can't pay everybody. You got to have a rotation player or two on a rookie contract because you right. just can't afford, or or a veteran minimum because you just can't afford, you know, a bunch of uh, not only a bunch of max players, but you can't even afford a bunch of ten and fifteen million dollar players. So at the same time, I feel like I'm going in this draft, and and I hear Dennis Lindsay's uh, quote. You know, and he says, well, we're looking for someone who can shoot the three without sacrificing, you know, their uh, defensive, I forget the word he used, structure or something like that. Um, And I'm thinking, okay, that sounds good, but isn't that what everybody wants? Everybody wants a guy who can hit the three and defend. And you're going to be drafted in the 20s, and somebody might slip to you and you might hit. But to a large degree, guys like that are getting identified, right? So... I'm thinking that I don't have no expectations. You can't have no expectations. This is a draft. You got to get something. I'm thinking of what I have is delayed expectations. That I don't really expect whoever they get this year to be the person who steps in a rotation. I think I'm really looking at those, you know, depending on how you count it, two to three to four guys that they were kind of, you know, basically G League guys that they were test driving. You kind of jumped it in your last answer there, but I want you to kind of look at the Mieonis and the Tuckers and the, you know, whoever, Brantley. Who do you think is best equipped to step in and be that 20 minute a night guy and take that step forward while the next draft pick goes through that whole process and is probably a year or two away from doing that? Right. Well, I know the Jazz, DJ, try to give the three guys you just mentioned a lot of looks in those scrimmage games and as much as they could in the bubble uh, in those restart games as well. And I'm intrigued by a couple guys. Athletically, you know, Rajon Tucker uh, can jump out of the gym, rebound, or just a, just a, an athlete. Uh, and then Mieoni is intriguing to me, maybe not for some, but I just think when I watched him uh, work out against Dante Exum, he's a more physical specimen of what Dante uh, and and no, you know Dante struggled with injuries throughout his career, but I, I think Mieoni intrigues me just because of his size and his length, and plus he he has kind of a bullish attitude as well. So those guys kind of just caught my eye. But again, uh, th- those type of players you would say there's many out there that you can develop and you have to hit, as you said, on one that just really takes it to the, that the NBA actually allows him to take his game or his skill set, you know, to another level. Kyle Kuzma kind of comes to mind when you think of him as a collegiate player, solid, but yet the system with the Lakers, he's been able to blossom and and I think has become a much better pro than, than some expected. So it's it's kind of like those hits that you're mentioning, uh, and those are rare, but that's why you have scouts, and that's why you have you know developmental staff uh, with your franchise, and we'll see what happens. But you know, I think overall, 
PK and DJ, I don't know if this draft was really given a high grade. I think there's eight to nine players that are they have you know that are intriguing. Um, then after that, I think it's the scouting and, and what are you hoping to get and what your expectations are. Um, so again, we'll wait and see. But the Jazz have done a pretty good job in finding some some diamonds in the rough. You know, look at George Niang, look at Royce O'Neal, and so their their program has 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 worked. And you hope that it continues to do so. Well, I have a different level. I, I'm, I'm holding them accountable with the 23rd pick, and I want them to get a player. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not buying this stuff. That uh, the, the, All that other stuff to me is just excuses. No, your job is to go find players, and that's what they're charged to do. And I believe that's the way they think about it, too. You look at Jordan Clarkson. Uh, he was the 46th pick of the draft, and he's on our minds here because he's with the Jazz. Right. And his first year, now it wasn't great Laker team, but his first year he averaged 25 minutes a game, and he was the 46th pick. So obviously that's uh, well into the second round. So in my mind, yeah, when you talk about those eight or nine players, those are, those might be difference makers on their own. I don't know if there's that many because there probably isn't. But, you know, those guys would, would play no matter what. Uh, where when they're drafted but i'm looking at the depth of every draft has players that you could find and put in your rotation and this is the essence of what this stuff is about and it's what justin zanuck and dennis Lindsay and all those folks are charged to do it's not easy and i just i get paid to second guess not first guess so i believe that there's guys out there and i know Locke. i've talked to him a number of times on this Josh Green kid. I don't know yeah. that he'll be available, but he loves Josh Green. And the way I look at it, uh, years ago, he was the first guy who told me about this gangly kid from France. And we know what that gangly kid from France turned into. So I still say I'm expecting them to find a rotation player beginning on Wednesday. Can't argue. I think they're hard to find. But you know what separates the PK and the guys you mentioned? I think you have to find a guy with a chip on his shoulder who believes he's better than what the drafts, the so-called experts, give to him on draft day. Gobert fits that. Clarkson fits that. Royce O'Neal fits that mold of just the edge. Um, How many times have we talked about top ten guys who just the expectations were there and they failed? But there's always something to be said about even a Malone and a Stockton who are taken you know, later in the draft that motivates them. Gobert wears 27 for a reason to constantly remind himself, right? So if you can find that athlete, though, that, that pushes himself past the expectations or whatever they say on the draft board and how they look at him and how they think he'll you know, develop, I, I think you're right. There are those players you have to find, and I'm not sure you know, how you get to know them personally and understand the edge, which really is separates them from being a Tony, well, uh, excuse me, a uh, Patty Mills, so to speak. You know, guys that are out there that can play at a high level because, you know, they want to prove people wrong. And those are the type of guys you want to try to put in your, uh, on your roster as well. Craig Bolajak join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Do uh, you have any big free agent moves you're anticipating? You said it was going to be crazy. I've always I've kind of wondered how much it's going to be limited by money and the fact that most of the best players are signed for another year and the guys who have opt-outs aren't going to use them because this would be the worst possible time to opt-out and expect big money. So I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be minimized to the top. Is there some value shopping you're looking at or are there a couple big-time players you're looking at? 
Well, you know, it's just talk. I mean, I, I think there's people that need to be taken care of in the sense of, you know, getting it done in a very quick period of time. Like Gobert, what are they going to do with Rudy? Make a decision there with Clarkson uh, and obviously sign and, and take care of, of Donovan Mitchell. You know, when you read and you think of what's Antetokounmpo, are players going to force trades? What about Houston? What about the Harden-Westbrook, you know, debate or stories? And I guess what is there a report last night that Westbrook wants out? Out of Houston late last night? Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think that – I think players, some, will force – the, the, you know, force franchises to make moves. And that's something I'm not a big fan of, but it does happen. Everyone's searching for the title, PK, right? And DJ. And I think Westbrook and Harden both are at that time of their career where they're trying to validate, you know, all the, you know, all the awards they've already, they've captured, but they're still missing uh, the ring. Uh, I mean, you look at what Kevin Durant did. I mean, bold move to go. And he got it. You know, Kawhi was traded up to Toronto, got it, and then goes to L.A. You know, with the Clippers. I don't know. I just think there'll be some big names that force some issues that we'll have to watch out for. And then a lot of teams have to get some things done and make some big financial decisions uh, because of the cap. Pretty much stand where it was, right? So, and with, with the ownership of the Jazz, I'm not real sure. Maybe you guys know during this transition period before the Board of Governors actually okay the sale. I know they've got Steve Starks as a liaison or uh, can, you know, can work between the two ownership groups, but I'm not sure if Ryan's over there in the corner giving a thumbs up on spending what will be his money. So that intrigues me, too, on on some of the situations that Jazz are going to be dealt here in the next uh, week or two. I think, well, you know, first part concern in the free agency is re-signing Clarkson and you were with him for a good long time before everything got shut down after he got traded and it seems like it was a good situation he was basically handed the ball and said go do your thing so what do you think he's thinking I know it's impossible to say for sure but as far as you can get the money and you're going to be rich no matter where you go but situations matter and it seems like he's in a great situation here DK, spot on. I mean, look, I don't know. I, I'll never be at that level, not, any of us, uh, except for DJ. You know what his salary structure is like. <laughs> oh, it's um, a joke, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, but I'm eating fifty egg salad sandwiches, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Save your money. No, I'm kidding. But the bottom line is, I think you're right. Situations. What, you know, you can make all the money in the world, but your life uh, on the floor can just be hell in the sense of losing on it on every given night. Great, I'm making a check. I'm bringing it home. And maybe that's okay for some. I think, you know, the three of us, and we talk and you know for years, is there's a competitive nature. You have got to find a place that gives you the ability to grow and compete. I may be blown in the wind, but I believe that for me. I would rather be on a team in a situation like a Jordan Clarkson and where he was given the ball PK well said, and that the green light was his and he owned the second unit. That was his, that was his five guys and was leading them on the floor. You can't think of a better situation. Okay. Call me crazy, but if it's a a million dollar difference between going to Charlotte uh, or, and again, um, 
Sacramento has athletes. They may be on the jump a little bit this year, but I'm just thinking to myself, I'd rather be in a competitive situation with teammates I like and have an opportunity to really uh, compete for a Western Conference championship rather than just sit and sulk, collect my check, and know that I may win 12 games, 15 at the most. To me, that that to me is a total game changer. I think Jordan's got a great opportunity here to continue a career and showcase his talents. That's me. But again, the Jazz have got to see the same thing and wonder if they can afford all the above mentioned uh, with Gobert and Donovan. Uh, But that bench, PK, DJ, you saw the turnaround. You saw it immediately when the trade was made and Clarkson took that second unit as a sixth man. I mean, it was just dynamite. And I thought it made a big difference in the way the Jazz played the, well, what, the, the next 20 games before the league shut down. Bowler, as always, we appreciate a few minutes, except for the cheap shots at me, my weight, and uh, my salary. <laughs> hey, man, what's a Thursday? Right, PK? Man, we call well, it earlier. Sort we, of let's an, team up on it. An oxymoron. Cheap shots, using the word cheap <laughs> at his salary. <laughs> Talk about an oxymoron right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Nyuk, 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 nyuk. Nyuk, 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 nyuk. All right, more wordplay with PK coming up. Bowler, we will let you go. You can go back to that uh, English muffin and yeah. possibly an egg. An egg. Yeah, I think I'll throw an egg on it now. All right, I'm going to have my 17th sandwich. <laughs> Thanks, Bowler. <laughs> See you guys.